Welcome to the Court of Nerds, the only podcast that is still okay to record because the way that we're recording is the way that you should always be recording a podcast when you're on a lockdown. I'm West Coast Avenger Greg. I'm joined with by Grant and Kevin. And uh, Grant, what are you drinking tonight? Well, uh, I missed kind of our catharsis earlier in the show, but I'm really upset because I had nothing. I wanted to have a, a ginger ale and, and Jameson, but my ice machine wasn't turned on, so I didn't have ice. I was like, well, fuck. Uh, so I was like, I will make a Moscow meal because that's what's for dinner. And then I realized I forgot to cool my cans of ginger beer and I couldn't use ice in that. So I'm like, fuck. And yeah. So I'm not drinking anything, but just sitting in my own, stirring in my own juices. Okay, then. And Kevin, what are you drinking? Well, uh, I will describe this as uh, Grant goes and just starts drinking Jameson straight. Uh, I mean, that, that's about what. So... Uh, this is called uh, Atomic Res uh, by Six Points Brewery. So uh, one of my favorite uh, beers from Six Points. Oh, sorry. It looks like a Mountain Dew to me. Surge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, so Res is a double IPA that uh, sits at around 9%. It is very good. And they have a low res, uh, which is a single IPA, and a high res, which is a triple IPA, which is you know, around 10%. Well, this is an uh, atomic res, uh, which sits at around 12%. Uh, and uh, this will be the first time I am taking it out of the station. We'll, we'll see how it is. It looks like you're drinking a Mountain Dew. Oh my God, that is so delicious. Okay. <laughs> oh, it is Mountain Dew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to lie to everyone uh, and say you're not drinking Mountain Dew? fuck you because now i'm gonna read the can going inside the hop cone to extract its precious content this is the essence of resin hop hash takes the concept to its realized extreme as a super dank highly oh my goodness highly concentrated sticky residue okay this is turning into porn uh, so never mind. Okay, so you're drinking Mountain Dew Code Red. I see. All right. Even tonight, closer. I'm drinking. I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada Coffee Stout, which is also one of my leftover Christmas beers. And uh, you know, it's Sierra Nevada. I figured, you know what? I'm going to be drinking local because uh, focusing on the local thing is an important thing that we need to be doing right now. Uh, so a little bit later on in this podcast, we're going to be talking about E3. We're going to be talking about sports but i promise there is a super nerdy angle to that uh evangeline lily and maybe we'll talk a little bit about uh something that we're doing on lockdown but first uh let's talk a little bit about diamond comics what's going on with them kevin well uh i i first came across this little story of diamond comics from a story you you know uh put out there on our court of nerds thread that yes uh they're ceasing distribute uh distribution uh as of well, today, uh, the comics that are in the stores now are going to be the last comics. And if you're on lockdown, you can't go get those comics unless you have uh, really nice people like at Tardy's where you c- they'll bring the comics out to you uh, as you visit their store. Uh, but it kind of makes sense because logistics in this country right now is completely fucked. Uh, and if you're distributing uh, overseas as well, I'm sorry, people in the UK, you're not even getting this week's comics. They're just going to be sitting in warehouses here stateside. Uh, So 
we we all have strong opinions. Grant, I know, has strong opinions about Diamond. Uh, but to me, this is probably the uh, responsible thing for them to do uh, and, and shutting down. And it's really hard for me to say because the guy that runs Diamond uh, is a complete asshole. I, again, I agree with you. This is It's the right thing to do. You can't fault them for doing this. But it's also exposing the fact that, hey, maybe entrusting all of Comic Bookdom's distribution to one shady company isn't the best idea. And hopefully this is going to encourage, mm. I don't know, like, I feel like something has to give. Whereas the big two need to start their own distribution, which is not out of the, the realm of possibility. Or someone else can just start, like... Uh, a fund to, to start their own business, but it's like with uh, EA and Madden. If there's no competition, you're just going to get a pretty shitty product. And people have been upset mm -hmm. with Diamond for years, so I'm hoping this is a catalyst for something better. Uh, not crossing my fingers, but uh, as for all the people who says this is going to be the death knell of the comic industry, like this is, I don't, you lose track of how many times it's been said. Uh, I don't think this is going to affect him. If anything else, it's going to make a big uptick in digital sales. Which unfortunately is really going to help Amazon because they bought Comixology a couple of years ago. Comixology. But, uh, but in this case, I I recommend this is a I've said before this is a golden age of comic books. Uh, so if you peruse Twitter, you can find a bunch of uh, creator-owned stuff that they're either giving away for free, or you can just buy off of like their Gumroads or their websites or whatever. Like I, this is pretty cool. Like I, I've ever since we haven't been able to go to comic book stores, I've been buying a lot of uh, indie free and digital comics shameless self-promotion but side quest number one on kickstarter right now there's only days left so i don't know if it's gonna count that much maybe <laughs> if you tune in and there's like odd day left please throw money so what like nine hundred dollars to go as date of the record we can we can we can put it over the finish line <laughs> yeah I love running a Kickstarter in the middle of a pandemic. Let me tell you, this is the timing. Oh my god! The timing has been just perfect. Literally, nobody could have predicted that something like this was going to happen in 2018 when the pandemic response team was disbanded by the U.S. government. No one could have predicted that this would have happened. Care careful, Greg. You're going into political territory, and you no, might... that's right. We're not supposed to talk about politics. Oh, oh no, we we. Got to ignore reality. Uh, before everything got locked down, did you guys happen to go see the movie Onward, the uh, the new Pixar movie? Negative. I didn't see it. I didn't see it in the theater, but I did watch it this past Sunday with my son, uh, because it is now out of theaters uh, via digital, and uh, I I just literally paid Microsoft the seventeen ninety nine I think it was uh, to own this movie fresh out of the theaters, and. Uh, I'm a big fan of Pixar films. I think you guys are all big fan of Pixar films. Uh, how would I rate this film? I would give it a solid seven and a half stars out of ten. Is it Wally? -E? No. Is it better than Cars Two? Yes. Uh, but uh, is it better than Planes? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't even remember Planes. <laughs> uh, do you? Oh, what was the name of that Ryan Reynolds wannabe that was a stand-up comedian that did the ultimate finger? Uh, Dane Cook. Yes, Dane Cook. Dane Cook was the main voice actor in that movie. Uh, yeah, oh, that, awful. That should tell you everything you need to know about that. 
that and the sequel, Planes 2, which was actually a lot better than the first one. But anyway, uh, onward... This is the weirdest rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird rabbit hole. Anyway, uh, onward basic premise is uh, that magic used to exist in the world. Uh, and this world was filled with centaurs and elves and sprites and all sorts of wonderful magical beings. Uh, but those beings continue to exist. They just got rid of the magic. And they went to technology. And so, uh, outside of all of this, uh, you have a weird kind of universe where you have these mythical beings, you know, you have centaurs driving cars. You know, you have manticores running taverns. Uh, and stuff like that, like not using any of their powers in any way, shape, or form. It's a novel concept. Uh, it's uh, and it's kind of the rediscovery of magic. Uh, but most of all, it's about a boy, uh, you know, trying to reconnect with his dead father. I was gonna say, like the trailers kind of made it look like Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, there are several Weekend at Joe Biden's. Biden's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Politics 2.0. <laughs> Sorry, Joe Biden's dead. He's been dead <laughs> I'm not editing that in post. That's staying in. <laughs> anyway, uh, there, there, there are some definitely the the Pixar heartfelt string moments that that get you to like tear up. Uh, there are the kind of laughing moments. Uh, it's, there's a lot of Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt. Uh, God, he plays the same character in every movie, doesn't he? Even in the Lego movie. It's, think of Rex Manley from Lego Movie 2, like, you know, with the vest and all. Same character, just like Big Bro. Uh, same style. Uh, that said, I don't know. It's, it's a good movie. You should see it. Uh, especially if you're in lockdown <laughs> and uh, but it's not going to it's not it's no Wally. It's no up. It's nothing that is going to you're going to rewatch over and over and over again. I think the big thing about this movie and it has nothing to do because, again, I haven't seen it. But I think the most important aspect of this is that Disney released it on digital a week after it came out in theaters and yeah. it's going to be coming out onto Disney plus on April 3rd. I don't know. I kind of feel like this is the future of movies is just releasing them on digital as soon as they're available in theaters. Yet at the same time, I feel bad for all the theater workers like man, mm -hmm. like, cause a lot of the, I don't know how it is with you, but I mean, these are high school kids with their jobs, man. Like, yeah, they, they're not making a lot of money and uh, theaters are shut down. What are they going to do? Uh, I'm not spending any money on this. Uh, I'm waiting till it's on Disney plus. I'm not really that into the concept at all. And I'm sick of Chris Pratt. Uh, but that's, me just being a, that's me being a grumpy old dude. Uh, I still don't like inside out. Uh, get your Frisbee off my lawn. Uh, but if you're like me and want to imbibe uh, other better versions of that concept you can find the Rankin bass uh flight of dragons uh animated movie on amazon it's about like magic is dying because of human industry and stuff and it's just fucking crazy story where like james earl jones is the main wizard 
and like they transport the guy who does Donatello from the original Ninja Turtles, his character into a dragon's body. That's fucking great. Uh, and if you want to read something about the death of magic, which is incredible, uh, read Coda by Simon Spurrier. It's about a yes. world of like wizards and elves and giants and stuff like that. But there's no magic because it's like the fucking apocalypse. Mm. And it's a wasteland and it's unbelievably good. This is just kind of sort of reminding me of like um, <clears throat> this whole concept of, you know, magic in modern day. Ooh, but we have elves and orcs and fairies. It's like the movie Bright on Netflix. Oh, my gosh. With <laughs> Academy Award winner Will Smith, um, which is not a good movie. Don't watch. Oh, OK. I guess you can kind of watch okay. it once. Watch it once to see yeah. how terrible it is. <laughs> does, does anybody not remember Shadowrun? I mean, come on. I got like... <laughs> Shadowrun made a big return in 2014 when they re-released the game Shadowrun Returns on Steam. Shadowrun made a big return this past year when the second edition of the book came out, you know? Yeah. Oh. I have it yeah. somewhere down in my basement of nerditude. Uh, I, I might show it to you <laughs> at some point. Have I played any of the new Shadowrun? No, I, no, I have not. Uh, because... Mainly because I'm playing more 40k, uh, pen and paper, but uh, and of course Dungeons and Dragons with with the Reverse Centaur crew, mm -hmm. get that plug in there. Oh, we gotta have to. In fact, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, you should subscribe to Reverse Centaur on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and all of the other places that you can get podcasts. That is not a shameless plug. That is a shameful plug, and I am fully owning it. <laughs> and they finally got rid of that terrible DM before, and they, they got a great Oh, come on. God. <laughs> so one of the things that, since we've been on lockdown, um, basically every sport is canceled right now. Hockey is canceled. Baseball is canceled. Uh, football is I, like, did they even have a draft? They kind of sort of had a draft or something. I think it's supposed to be in April. So if it's still going on, I don't know if it is. I, I don't know. It's it's a, it's everything is kind of up in the air right now. Even the Olympics got moved to 2021, which is insane. But the other thing that's really interesting is that some sports companies are uh, adjusting in an interesting way. They are live streaming the players playing video games of the sport that they're they playing in. So one of the stories that uh, that I saw that was really, really fun was a bunch um, – oh, my gosh. Was it the Toronto Maple Leafs? The hockey team played mm -hmm. NHL uh, 2K17 or something. And <laughs> it's another team. And it was just the most ridiculous damn fun I've ever seen in a game. It, like, it didn't work too well. There were, like, five people that were actually playing. The Leafs were <laughs> the Leafs were terrible in 2017. That's before Babcock went over to take over the. Oh my God, the Leafs were terrible then. I mean, they're pretty. That was pre Austin Matthews, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Couldn't happen to a nicer franchise. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and we say that, and yet they have one more Stanley Cup than the Detroit Red Wings. Just one more. Wasn't that last one in 1959? Yeah, it's it about the same, uh, a little longer than the, the, the Habs, but yeah, yeah. It's okay, they've won a hell of a lot more Stanley Cups than the San Jose Sharks, so I mean... Mm -hmm. But I'm still a Sharks fan for some reason. But anyway, so one of the, one of the interesting things that happened online was they did a... Uh, NASCAR got into this. 
bunch of drivers started playing the game iRacer on Steam, and they ended up uh, live streaming the entire thing. And it was one of the biggest live streamed video games of all time in one day. So they wow. ended up getting over 903,000 people watching this one stream of people playing a video game of NASCAR. Ooh, now, because of this, of course, NASCAR and Fox Sports are looking at it and going, hmm, I think we can make money off of this. So they're actually planning an entire season of NASCAR events, and they're all esports, iRacer slash nascar slash fox sports <laughs> Rick that's is. awesome and no i don't give a shit about nascar but this story is hilarious to me nothing nothing is greater than watching virtual cars make left-hand turns around virtual <laughs> but this is without the colossal waste of fossil fuel that yeah exactly true. that's the other part of it that's True. politics part three on this podcast. <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> but that all depends on the viewer's source of, you know, electricity. I mean, if it's Western Kentucky and they're just literally like wringing out coal over their, you know, fire pits to power their laptops, you know. I, I really don't think Could that you? electricity burns anywhere near as much fossil fucking fuels. <laughs> No, I just want to go back do. to rigging out coal over their fire to <laughs> to charge their computer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was making some sort of dig against uh you know the real America. Uh, as, as a dig at the South, you could have said the friction from one cousin rubbing against the other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, that's why we need you, Grants. We we need you to go that incest route that I so severely lack. It's incestant. Hey. <laughs> oh, ooh, that pun was bad. Uh, speaking of things being canceled, E3 is canceled this year. Uh, yeah. Do we actually think that it's going to come back next year? No. Like, haven't people been dropping out nonstop? Like, yeah, yearly? Blizzard dropped out. They have their own con now. Sony um, dropped out. Nintendo Sony dropped, dropped out. out. Microsoft dropped out. Yeah, they all dropped out. Uh, Nintendo's been doing a, their tree houses like once every quarter, if not more. When they have a big game coming out or a big announcement, they just say, eh, okay, we're just going to do a big, a big announcement thing. We're going to show off everything that we've got. So what's the, what's the even point of E3 at this point? Yeah. Activision does their own, uh, like pre-show before E3. EA, EA was the big holdout. EA was the consummate. We're going to go and we're going to show shit at E3. I honestly, I think this, but then again, I thought E3 was dead back in 2007. And in 2008, they did some retooling. And last, again, the last show time I was there was 2009 back in E3. And uh, that kind of spawned the modern E3 show. And it breathed new life into the French because they, uh, they got rid of the exclusivity. You could come in, you could buy badges from the street. Uh, L.A. Live is an amazing kind of place where people can just move in and and look at all the different crazy things that are going on. Now, in a pandemic world, E3 can't exist. Yeah, uh, well, I, I just don't think E3 is is sustainable anyway, because it's not big like Comic-Con. It'll never be big like Comic-Con. But I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine how they were making any kind of money off of this, just off of the, the advertising. But 
how much money do you pay to to have a spot at E3 in it's, 2020? Yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't. It really doesn't make sense to like even the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, it has been dying over the the only show that has been growing is Gamescon over in Germany, and that that is about it when it comes mm-hmm. to video games. And they're 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 kind of and honestly, Germany's hit pretty hard. I'm Gamescon hasn't been canceled yet, but I'm sure it will be. Uh, the well, what about BlizzCon? Because BlizzCon, I mean, you know, BlizzCon has always been pretty big. Yeah, but but BlizzCon is of course. Just you know, Blizzard, it's Activi- Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 Activision Blizzard properties. Uh, it's not so much a vendor show as much as a fanboy show. It's kind of like yeah. the PAX, you know, like yeah, other places, other things can show up, but it's all about us, you know. Whereas mm-hmm. GamesCon was eh, about the games, or the same thing with like the game, de- you know, the developer conference where yeah, you, you literally had people show up that were making games and showcasing, uh, not just making games, making engines that make the games and showcasing them. So you got your epics and stuff like that, that, that come there and they, they show the unreal engine. What are they on? Like uh, it's still four, but it's like four ten. you know, mm-hmm. at this point, uh, all these shows are going to be everything that is done at those shows can be put out in a press release and you can put a video on YouTube so that you can get investors tingly in their bits and right. you can raise money that way. Which I we're not skeptical of capitalism on this podcast. No, we are not. Political <laughs> politics <laughs> are <laughs> poor. <laughs> that 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 said, I just put a bunch of money in NVIDIA. So yeah. <laughs> not a bad idea at this point. Um, a lot of, uh, with all of these events that have kind of been canceled, it kind of, you know, it kind of makes sense because, you know, you want to make sure you do that social distancing thing. You want to make sure that you, you are staying within, uh, uh, at least six feet away from people, uh, to avoid the spread of COVID-19. Uh, one person though is not really doing that. And it is somebody within the Marvel universe, which is Evangeline Lilly. Uh, she had said that it infringes on her freedom uh, Kevin, you had a little bit more on this. <laughs> God, I've talked enough. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll shut you up in a second. She, <laughs> first off, God, she's beautiful. And uh, she played a great Toriel in uh, the Hobbit movies, even though she wasn't a character that ever existed in Tolkien's mind. But, That's right. She was in the Hobbit movies, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. I totally forgot about those movies because they weren't good. Yeah. Oh, 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 you hold me and Stephen Colbert will have some words with you on that. Uh, he was in the movies, damn it. Anyway, I, uh, I, I know he was. in, But but like it didn't. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to rant about the fucking Hobbit movies here. Not in the year of our Lord 2020 when we're on lockdown because of the fucking coronavirus. You brought yeah, anyway. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of selfish of her. This is gonna be a wonderful edit. Uh, it was kind of selfish. <laughs> it was kind of selfish of her to actually say that and say like I value freedom, you know, more. Like yeah, but do you value other people's lives? 
And that goes to whether or not you believe experts, you believe scientists, you believe people that spent their entire lives, you know, studying medicine, studying. But you, you Hollywood starlet, you know better than all those people that wasted away their time on books, that spent all their time in labs, that spent all their time culturing, you know, bacteria, uh, you know better and that your freedom is more important than all of those, you know, experts' opinions on what you should do. And here's here's my thing. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is an ass, but even he is bunkering down in his hot tub, you know, and smoking stogies. You have a wonderful life. You have a wonderful set of situations. Just go to your house, chill out for a couple of weeks. You'll be fine. All the people that you might possibly come into contact with, they won't be. I don't real quick. I want to, I want to actually read exactly what it is that she said. Oh yeah. And exactly so that we can kind of get a little bit of context here because uh, she shared that uh, on uh, online that she had dropped her kids off at a gymnastics camp and, quote, they all washed their hands before they went in, business as usual. She then further expanded on these comments in the com- – uh, uh, expanded on this in the comments section where she said, some people value their lives over freedom. Some people value freedom over their lives. We all make our choices. Where we, uh, where we are right now feels a lot too close to martial law. Marshall as in Marshall Mathers, not Marshall as in uh, for my comfort already, all in the name of a respiratory flu. So still an asshole. Uh, (laughs) But I don't think (laughs) I don't know if she thinks she knows more than these scientists, but I think she's at a place in her life. And I think this is true with a lot of the boomers uh, nowadays who are well off uh, political podcast point number five. Um, it's not that they think they know more, it's that they have the resources to get better. Uh, why would they give a fuck if they're, like, if they're exposed to it, if they know that they have enough money to get, like, immediate testing and immediate, like, hospital care and all this, this stuff that, you know, people who are middle, middle class, whatever's left of that to lower income, like, they, they can't afford to be treated. Mm -hmm. I think she's just flaunting her wealth in the face of her viewing public, which is it, really shitty. Yeah, she's totally flaunting her privilege. I mean, take a look at uh, uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, who, who I, uh, you know, they're great, they're wonderful people. But the second they started showing symptoms, they were able to get tests, they were able to get it treated, and they're okay. They've been documenting their entire situation in their giant-ass mansion. There are millions and millions of people in the United States, political point number six, that are not going to be able to get those tests until... You know, our government gets off his ass and and provides those tests for people. And I think that Evangeline Lilly uh, clearly displaying this level of privilege is just so it's blatantly dumb. And it's this this idea of business as usual that really can hurt people. It will hurt people if we're not careful. It's well, it's go- even if we are careful, it's going to hurt people. That's yeah. the problem. How are you guys uh, handling lockdown? Well, uh, you guys should probably agree at this point, having watched me over the past, I don't know, hour, uh, that I probably shouldn't have another beer. There you go. Hey, pandemic! (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. 
So, Grant, you guys just got locked down this this week. Like, as we're recording this, it was like a couple of days ago. Uh, what was what was that experience like? Yeah, my, my wife and I initially locked down our kids last Friday. Uh, and we, we're staunch believers of at least keeping some semblance of a school routine. So we'll have them do their worksheets over the course of the day and maybe some of the online resources the, the parents shared or the teachers shared with the parents. Uh, but we're also like blending in hanging out because this is a really cool opportunity for parents to see a lot more of their kids that they wouldn't otherwise have. Mm -hmm. And and I had, this is where I'm just going to say right off the bat, like we are fortunate in that uh, right now, Lydia is the only one who's working and she works at school and all the kids are gone so she can work from home. Uh, I'm currently a freelancer, so I make little to no money. Uh, So it's not like childcare was (laughs) a big issue with us beforehand, but I don't know. I, I kind of like it. Uh, I'm getting a little stir crazy in that uh, daddy needs some time to read his books and play his games and watch his movies, <laughs> which just requires a lot of staying up late. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, we're doing fine. And our grocery stores, I only had to go once in the last five days. Like, they're really, not really well stocked, but well stocked enough in just like there is. Uh, some toilet paper left <laughs> if we really need it there is milk left there is bread and eggs left no one we can make french toast if we want to i think much like evangeline lily you need to check your fucking privilege <laughs> <laughs> i find it only took it took three and a half years but i finally found a reason to be happy to be an interlock yeah right <laughs> kevin your experience has been very different yeah. and mine has been too yeah, so uh, we're we're move, we're moving into the st- the depths of hell. Uh, so uh, I've been on lockdown uh, for a little over a week and a half, uh, and so we're everything's shut down uh, out here in New England. Uh, we we have a respite apparently April twenty third apparently to our noble governor, uh, but. Yeah, the resources, uh, today was one of the first days I went out to actually scavenge for resources, and uh, it might shock you that people in New England are assholes, and <gasps> I know, uh, <laughs> and, and hoard supplies, uh, and so, like, toilet paper is this mythical thing that doesn't exist out here. So I am counting the rolls uh, to, you know, Finn, my son, who is seven years old, you have four, you have four different, uh, you know, plies that you can utilize. Two for the first swipe, two for the second, and if you're going beyond that, man, you're doing it wrong. Uh... What are we doing? Oh my God, you're getting down to the toilet paper square rationing. My God. I I bought a, I, I could only buy a single box of Kleenex today. And I bought that simply because my mind is thinking ahead in the future. Because when I, when I talked to uh, the, the checkout clerk there, she's like, logistics are all off, you know. We don't know when the trucks are coming, and as soon as they come in, like, all the toilet paper gets raided within the hour. And I look at her, it's like, 
Is it employees texting their families? You know, is it, is this what is happening? She's like, I don't know. It's just like everybody descends as soon as the store opens. And I was like, what? But we literally have it set up 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. is everybody age 65 and older, like retirees. She's like, yeah, nobody enforces that, you know, because it, what are cops going to come by and like stop younger people from coming in and buying up shit? You know, like that's not going to happen. And, and so like, you know, that, that it's just the reality. So now I'm. How how do we stay? I think the question was how do we stay sane? Uh, the how do we stay sane? Uh, I make my kid do schoolwork. I uh play right. We just had a blizzard. We got two inches of snow in one day, which was crazy, you know, for late March. But it was a lot of fun to play in. Uh, you know, that was a great recess activity. Uh, and uh, I guess play video games but my son is hooked on smash brothers right now on the switch sorry for all you people out there that are wanting to get a switch because you can't i'm looking at you john from the court of nerds yeah you don't have a switch we do <laughs> i have no idea where that shade came from but okay <laughs> if 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 you looked at uh oh you looked at it on facebook anyway uh he we're playing a lot of Smash Brothers right now, and Finn has gotten really good. Uh, but I always give he wants to challenge Daddy, and mm. yeah, and so I give him computer assist and and so, a couple of days ago, you know, so you you can have assistance. I give him Xerneas, I'll let him have that for a while. And he's like, Dad, I'm gonna just fight you, really. I could take you. Give you five games if you can beat me on one. Nope. And so there there was the father trouncing his son in Smash Brothers. And so today, after schoolwork was done, it's like, hey, you want to play Smash Brothers? Yeah, but I just want to play computer. Oh, why is that? <laughs> mm -hmm. I need to train. Oh, really? <laughs> and so my son is training in Smash Brothers to come at me. Uh, I, I let him pick my character. He's been basically giving me Olimar for the past, I don't know, three days. Uh, maybe I can move up to Jigglypuff. I don't know. <laughs> that always felt like... That. Yeah, that always felt like uh, the ultimate victory when you play as... Olimar or you play as uh what is it Rob R O B and you actually beat someone or ice climbers you're oh. like oh yeah look I'm I'm a total fucking badass that and takes... definitely you feel that way when you beat your son well no I do not feel that way when I beat my son it's when he like starts giving that confidence and well, every father phrasing. out there <laughs> every <laughs> father say out there knows the feeling it's just like oh you, you you're 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 tough shit huh all right gloves come off and then you beat them down to the ground it's like all right come at me when you're a little bit you know older and then he's gonna turn like you know 10 overnight and i'm not gonna be able to keep up 
Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. Do you have Animal Crossing, Greg? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, uh, so, uh, uh, Rachel's playing Animal Crossing right now. She loves it. It's not my thing. Mm. I've watched her play it, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that game is definitely not for me. Um, I just finished uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. I finished the game. And then immediately fired it back up and started playing again from the beginning with a different layout because that game is like, I, it's it's stupid. It's one of the best RPGs I've ever played in my life. It's so good. It's I was a never a big fan of CRPGs, and this one is just it's perfect uh, for the story, the characters, the the the, 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 the combat, everything, Com- everything is good about this game. And it's like I found myself last night after I beat the game thinking about i was trying to go to sleep it was like 11 30 at night and i'm thinking to myself what if i did a summoner build with another summoner in my party and a heavy and no rogue oh what well, what if it was a, a a necromancer summoner build but i didn't have fane as the and i just started thinking about all these different combinations and like the ways to go into different it's stupid the just this game is so good if you have not played divinity original sin 2 it came out in like fucking 2018 play it it's great um and it makes me really really excited for baldur's gate 3 made by larian studios as well which is coming out a little bit later on this year i think um yeah, and it no actually is yet. kind of making me want to go back and play Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. Oh, first off, the 3 trailer. Jesus was Christ. Incredible, right? It was the 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 first trailer was like what, 4 minutes long and was just mm-hmm. like insane. You had an elithid. Sorry, an elithid is a mind flayer. It is a very yep. specific species of mind flayer from Dungeons and Dragons. That was controlling, you know, that sky fortress that was just like pulling people. Oh, oh, my God, God, I want right. Yeah. And then like having the the, the whole thing with like the little slug thing that they were putting into the people's brains. And like it's it's gnarly. Did you watch the gameplay trailer at all? Yes, I did. Absolutely. And it it is a a call back to the isometric days of yore. And uh, I with five E rules, which is both a blessing and a curse in some way, because it's like, you know, when you're level one, you have one action and one bonus action. So battles move really quick, (laughs) which. Yeah. So like uh, Baldur's Gate, well, Baldur's Gate two was uh, 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 AD&D, which was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, which was essentially an at two point five. Uh, and the first Facco scores for the win. Oh, every it was it was huge because you could dual wield uh, yep. at the time, <laughs> and that was the first time you could dual wield. The uh, kind of simplistic nature of D and D five e. I don't know. We we might we might have to see the the dice getting rolled in the background. It was always a bit of a problem. The the fact that you're just going against AC most of the time, yeah, you could see a lot of easy kills, and so you're gonna have to see some sort of kind of why this didn't happen this way. You're you're gonna have to have a whole lot of meta gameplay overlaying into the fact that 
well, why didn't why didn't this person die or why didn't these things die because you rolled a nat twenty, you know? Right, and and at least uh, and the other thing that they're going to have to contend with is um, when you do roll like a natural one or you do roll a natural twenty, you're not going to get any of that storytelling aspect of here's how this is going to change your character moving forward that you do get in an actual game of D and D five E. Listen to Reverse Centaur, shameless plug number two. Yeah, Fripp did get thrown off into oblivion for no particular reason last episode. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm 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 really excited for it. I want I can't wait to see it when it actually comes out. I think the release date is still TBE. I've got to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna play it on because my PC that I'm currently using for Skype is stuttering with Skype. Uh oh. so that should give you an idea of how great this computer is. Um, my friend, uh, 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 one of my good friends bought me a copy of, uh, Astral Chain for Switch, which is made by Ninja, Ninja Theory, if I remember, or no, it's Platinum Games, the people that made, uh, Bayonetta. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't had a chance to pick this up because I've been on a Divinity Original Sin kick, so it's been a CRPG kind of, I've been in CRPG hell for the last three months, goddammit. And I don't know well, if I'm going to be able to get out of it. Well, well, let's move from CRPG to JRPG and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake is coming out uh, in April. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you played the uh, the uh, demo of it? You're assuming, again, that I actually have a machine that can <laughs> run uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. Wah, I've watched it. <laughs> uh, I, I did download it. I did play the first, like, I don't know, uh, hour of it, uh, I guess maybe a week ago. Uh, it's good. Uh, it's amazing. It's very, it, it's, it's a modern JRPG, people. It's not going to be a remake of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, and apparently it's going to be episodic. So take that for what it's worth. Oh, but I have high hopes. Man, it's a good game. It's beautiful. I am ready to cry uh, all over again when Eris... Well, you know what? Maybe Tifa dies. No, Maybe no. Tifa. Tifa's the backbone of the party. She was the moral center. She was the one that had to have her shit to, That always had her shit together. She Maybe. can't be the one that dies. Maybe she can die this time. And we can get the white mage as the person that can go on. Because, God, if if any of you back in the day had had leveled up Eris, I'm sorry, Eris or Aerith? Because originally... I, I, always, it, I always called her Aerith, but, you know. But, in, yeah, originally it's Eris. All right. If you maimed her and built her up before you died... You, yeah. You're in good. You're in good company because that was me too. Did you ever get her uh, her final limit break? The one that heals and revives everybody to full yes. health. Yes. 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 God. And you totally can't fucking broken. Would have broken the game that moving. You know, moving forward. Yeah, which is why she's. Which is why they killed her. Mm -hmm. Which is why Sephiroth killed her. Anyway. Uh. Games we that can are do it, dude. Up. We can fucking do an entire podcast just on on 
Final Fantasy VII and how brilliant that game is when it comes to like identity and character development and progression and world building and graphics and everything. But I, uh, Grant, we... what is your opinion on Final Fantasy VII Advent Children? <laughs> hmm. uh, I would actually take that game off my system so I could play more MLB The Show 19, which I am currently playing. Grant <laughs> right Grant, now because I miss baseball. Grant, uh, Advent Children isn't isn't a game. It's a it's a movie. It's, it's, it's okay. a movie. <laughs> I would take that movie off my system <laughs> so I could play MLB The Show 19 because I miss baseball. Are, is that what you're playing right now? Is MLB The Show oh, 19? Absolutely. Yeah. I update all the rosters manually. <laughs> oh, you gotta be really. Jesus. Well, it's like the the Madden thing. Yeah. I, I I like the show, but there's got to be more to it than just a roster update for me to buy a new one. Oh, so are you playing? Uh, is this filling some sort of fantasy baseball for you? Uh, well, fantasy is all suspended up until God knows when. So yeah, this is this is all I have baseball related outside of watching documentaries after my children go to sleep. I really miss baseball, you guys. Uh. <laughs> All right, this is this is a little inside me and Grant. Grant, do you remember back in the ah? Uh, this was back in two thousand, maybe three. It had it, it, it maybe it was two thousand four. Uh, I was at Marquette. You were still at Calvin, and you invited me to a fantasy baseball league. Do you remember this? Not really. <laughs> But I'm very eager to see what happens. My, I, I had set up a draft, an auto draft, and I was going. I was in class, and I was like, I was getting out of class because you guys were doing a live draft. Okay. My first pick was Mark Pryor. <laughs> the Two thousand four. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> the pitcher <laughs> from the Cubs. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but it happened. And I got back and I was just like, what the hell? And everybody's like making fun of my picks. And oh my god, I was just like, I wasn't here. I didn't do it. It was just like all <laughs> these excuses. Just like why this happened? I don't know why I picked Mark Pryor, who was disabled at the start of the season, <laughs> as my number one pick. Well, to quote Rick James, cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty straight edge at those days, but yeah, man. <laughs> now, early days of fantasy auto drafting, like you might as well just quit. <laughs> there's there's little to no return from that oh god oh. We're, we're delving more into the sports territory i think that's where we're gonna have to end it all right uh grant what do you got to plug uh i'm plugging all the independent comic creators who are touting their wares on twitter right now just peruse it you can find kickstarters uh you can find a lot of uh aspiring creators who have stuff they want you to read for free there's an endless source of really innovative comics available right now on a multitude of platforms, including Comixology and Gumroad. So just do a little bit of exploring for like 20 bucks. You can buy like 
10 or 12 comics. That's incredible. Kevin, what do you got to plug? Uh, I'm going to plug, well, Westworld. Uh, Season 3 of Westworld started here uh, two weeks ago. Uh, This coming Sunday will be season or episode three of season three. Uh, If you haven't watched the first two seasons of Westworld, do yourself a favor, go watch it. It's some of the best uh, sci-fi that is out there. And I'm going to leave you with the question. What if it's a simulation inside of a simulation? That's way too heavy for me. All right. This week I am going to plug side quest. Number one Kickstarter by Grant Stoy, uh, one of the principal Ooh. writers and uh, uh, architects of this. Um, we're in the final days of that Kickstarter, so make sure you go in. Maybe throw a couple of bucks there. I think we're only a couple of hundred dollars away from getting it fully funded, which is fantastic. So uh, jump on that. Uh, Cost Girl also has an Indiegogo campaign going on right now. Uh, it is uh, challenging, thought-provoking art. And you should check it out because it is fantastic. And also, I'm going to plug this podcast, The Court of Nerds. You enjoy what we're doing? Make sure you give us a like and a subscribe and a couple of reviews. A review or two would be fantastic if you could do it. And also, for more information on all the dumb crap that we get into, you can go to thecourtofnerds.com. This podcast made possible by our good friends at Tardy's Collector's Corner. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure you're checking for all the latest and greatest at Tardy's.